yo, yo, it's your boy JM from Twist My Arm Podcast. We're here today with a new episode, and I've got new YouTube star JB420 on the uh, on the line here. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy JB420 <laughs> from the Twist My Arm Podcast. Welcome to the YouTube channel special. Don't forget to hit that like button and smash subscribe and leave a comment if you found this video helpful. Get ready smash. for more Daily Destiny content. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think that worked. I think that was perfect. I, mean, I think that was... That sounds... That was the one. That's exactly what we need for our YouTube channel. <laughs> Hello, I am Josh. Uh, I am the host for the Twist My Arm podcast. I am here with my co-host, Jesse. Welcome. And we are here talking about some video game news and some some breaking news and some, uh, some good shit. Um, first, we'll start with uh, all the preliminary stuff. You can find us on Facebook, Twist My Arm Podcast, Twitter, Twist My Arm Cast, Instagram, Twist My Arm Podcast, Snapchat, TMA Podcast, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and most anywhere podcasts are heard. And you can watch all of our gaming videos, which we will be talking about more in depth on YouTube at Twist Modern Podcast. Also watch our live Twitch streams at TMA Games. Uh, we also have a website that um, has a bunch of information about the podcast, uh, as well as backlogged episodes and show notes and a few articles for your eye holes um that is twistmyarm.wordpress.com and you can email us with any questions concerns or complaints at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com and always thank you guys for listening we super appreciate it and the feedback that we're getting on one of our latest youtube videos is incredible and i will let jesse talk about that because he knows a lot more about it <laughs> definitely so yeah, let me just first say very big thank you to everyone that's part of the Twist My Arm Network. If you've listened to a show, if you've been to the YouTube, if you've watched a live stream, anything you've done, we really appreciate it. It's it's really the reason we do this is to help people have something to do and something, you know, that they want to look at or listen to. So we really appreciate that, first of all. Indeed. Second of all, um, the new video that we just put up on our YouTube channel is a project that's really close to my heart. You guys all know that I'm a ridiculous Destiny player. I play way too much of that game. I've been playing way too much Destiny 2 ever since it came out, and it reignited my love for the game. So what I've done <laughs> is I've taken one of my own personal lore theories, and I'm sure it's a theory that other people have come up with independently, but as far as I can tell, I'm the first person to post it anywhere online. I posted it on Reddit back in, I think, June of 2015. So it's a couple years so, old now. And this is a this is like a Destiny like prediction kind of thing. Like you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So a anybody anybody who played or the something? original game, yeah, anybody who played the original game will remember. There's a character called the Exo Stranger, and she sort of shows up at really important times in the game and gives you these little hints as to what to do next. And then at the end of the original campaign, she kind of just disappears and that's sort of the last we heard from her except for like a little suggestion in a later dlc huh. now it was kind of strange because it really seemed like they were setting her up to be the main character like of the big story arc that overarching story you know sure um now famously people will respond with well destiny doesn't have a story 
And, you know, on the face of it, that's true, but the original game had the grimoire cards, and those had a lot of information in them. Well, and from what I can tell, there's a lot of storylines in a lot of the smaller missions in the game, too. I've played the shit out of this game, and it's... Yes. There's there's a lot going on as far as... I don't... Okay, look, I don't really pay attention to it, because all I'm doing is playing (laughs) the game, but, like, there's a lot of things that I've picked up on as far as the storylines go that there's a way bigger underlying thing happening in this game than I think most yeah and one thing that I really like about it is I think that while it's a valid complaint that the story in the game can be hard to find in both games really I think what's really cool about it is that it sort of lets players decide how much of the story they care to know and if you're not super worried about it you can just blow through the game enjoy the gunplay and have a great time like regardless of whether or not you know what's going on right and you're a good case study of that (laughs) Um, But if you want to, you can do the adventures and the side missions and things like that in the new game. And there are scannables and stuff all around the different maps. And you can use those to sort of fill in the gaps. So what I've done is um, the Exo Stranger character was sort of hinted to be gone forever by the director of Destiny 2, Luke Smith. But then in the very next sentence, he says something along the lines of, but people seem to really love that character so yeah she'll probably be back at some point so it's kind of like a misdirection thing like i think he's just trying not to show their hand as far as that story goes right um and part of the reason is because i think it may have to do with not only the first upcoming destiny 2 dlc but also the second one so (laughs) you're like me with star wars man you're fucking like (laughs) taking all of these little previews and like clips and like interviews and shit and just dissecting (laughs) the crap out of it yeah and i don't know if there's a if there's a term for destiny fans i know some trekkie fan some star trek fans call ourselves trekkies uh, I don't know if Destiny has a term for those, but oh man, D heads. If, if we I'm do, I'm just gonna start calling you guys D heads. We that works, I guess. <laughs> that I mean, we'll, I'll, I'll keep thinking De- too. But De- Des heads. If that exists, that's what I am. So, <laughs> um, anyways, basically, what I've done is I've taken this theory that I had from way back in the original game before the um, Taken King DLC was released. And I sort of spiced it up and took all the new information from Destiny 2 as well as all the information I could find from Destiny 1 and put this whole theory as to who this character is together into a nice accessible video. Um, The theory gained some traction on Reddit when I first posted it there. Um, So that's kind of what inspired me to go, you know what, this might be something that people would be interested to actually see explained as opposed to just reading a wall of text about it. So that's why we did it. And... Honestly, the reaction has been amazing. I'm like we put up this on, video. I'm getting yeah. on YouTube right now to kind of check. We put up this video yesterday, uh, less than 24 hours ago, and it's at 203 views right now. Which and to to most yeah, people, they're sound, like, "Ooh, uh. <laughs> yeah." But you try putting a YouTube like a video lot. up there. <laughs> Tell me, how yeah, many views it doesn't get. sound like a lot, but I mean, this video is 20 minutes long. It's got my blood, sweat, and tears in it. I spent a lot of time on it. Just ask my girlfriend. Yeah, and it's <laughs> so it's really cool to see a positive reaction of any kind to it. And again, even though 200 views doesn't seem like a lot in the first 24 hours, you have to consider that our whole channel has like 2,000 views total. So right. in one day, this video has matched 10% of our total viewership on YouTube. So yep. that's amazing. And it feels amazing. I can't thank you guys enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and it's, it's so funny because like you, you look at it and you're like, oh, this, this 
like on my continue watching list on YouTube, it's like fucking government UFO secrets, 5,000 views, you know, Star Wars deleted <laughs> scene, 656,000 right. views, and then time to explain, 203 <laughs> views. And it's like, oh, that's cute. But no, it's like for us, that's huge. It's and awesome. Like, that's, yeah. Thank you guys to so much To have that anywhere on my it, trending page on YouTube is so cool. Like, yeah. very, very cool. And I need to give um, a really big shout out, actually. We got three new subscribers in the last, like, 12 hours. Yeah. And, and I want to say thanks to those guys. And those are Apollo, Yosef Glover, and Zyphase. So thank you guys very much for subscribing to the channel. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And not and only, there not will only be... the YouTube subscribers, but we have <coughs> a bunch of new likes on our on our Facebook page and stuff. And there's been people yeah. that have been listening and checking it out. And so we definitely want to thank all of you guys for for that support as well because it's definitely and it, if you get a chance going, if you haven't <laughs> yeah if you haven't gotten a chance please go check it out even if you're not interested in destiny i would really consider it a personal favor because like i said i put a lot of work into it i think it's a good entertaining piece be warned you should use headphones i'm working on fixing the audio i know it's a little bit quiet i'm working on it i <laughs> promise i promise i promise other than that um just keep in mind there will be more destiny videos coming but from here on out, I'm probably going to mostly be focusing on the lore, and then we'll do like um, probably like a monthly or bi-monthly uh, Crucible highlight video of all the clan members. Ooh. So, yeah, because they're going to have Iron Banner coming back. Trials just returned. I know TC Fokker from the clan already has a bunch of clips saved up for a Crucible uh, Iron Banner video. So we're definitely going to be doing that. If you want to join us in Destiny and play with us, just search clans on the Bungie app for Azantir Onos. Whoa, you and I know that. that's I know that. that's difficult <laughs> to spell. So yeah, it's A-Z-A-N-T-Y-R space O-N-O-S. It means Army of Light in Old Valyrian. So yes, we are nerds, and yes, we love Destiny and Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's it's all true. Um, it's mostly people that we actually know in real life in the clan right now. We're up to 15 or 16 members. It's mostly local Denver-type guardians. Um, yeah. We've also, we're just about to clan level five, and with your help, I'm sure we could get to clan level six and get some of those rewards going for free. So, long story short, if you guys wouldn't mind, hop on over to the YouTube, search for Twist My Arm Podcast, give our video time to explain a quick watch. I say that, but it's 20 minutes long. And, you know, maybe yeah, leave a comment. Let me know up. what you think. Or play with us online, man. We'd love to play with you online. We love to have, like, this cool Denver clan going. It's really fun. So definitely consider looking us up on PlayStation. Heck, yeah. And thank you again so much. Thank you guys so much for the support. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and so, as you can tell, that's basically what we've been playing for the last <laughs> probably month or so, but uh, I recently Almost exclusively. have finally started working again. I know, I know, those out there hey, are hey, like, hey. What? he hasn't been working, and it's, you know, it sometimes <laughs> it happens, and I have the best girlfriend in the world that let me figure <laughs> out something that I wanted to do. Sometimes it happens that Josh is unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, it's 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 a thing. It she she let me figure out you know what I really wanted to do and something that I would actually enjoy. And so now that I'm able to do things a little bit more, I'm I'm starting to pick up some more games and do do a little bit more of a variety. Um, as Jesse said, he is he is all about the destiny, which is great because there's a lot of shit going on in that game. But I'd like to put a little bit of variety up there. I'm getting Super Mario Odyssey this next week, so. Hopefully oh yes. I can uh, 
do a little bit of I don't know I'll have to figure out some way to do a live stream of that or something I, you can't really you can't really do it off the switch I'd have to maybe set well, up a phone and like <laughs> and maybe get a hold of Nate because I know he's got a capture card and he's oh, got some yeah. pretty pretty solid video oh, yeah. skills so that's true I, I, I good call good call so yeah that's that's <laughs> one thing I'm super excited for if if you haven't heard or seen anything about Super Mario Odyssey then this is probably your first time listening to this podcast <laughs> or you just don't really care about Mario um, it's from from things that I've read and reviews that I've seen people are saying that it's trying that Nintendo's trying to beat itself out for game of the year like that it's so good that it's basically on the top of the list with Breath of the Wild from you know the Zelda well, franchise and, that was released earlier. And the thing that I wonder, just because I'm not playing these games because I don't own a Switch, um, is are they really? I mean, I'm really man. Like, are they that good? Because Zelda, I can understand. There's this huge wave of nostalgia where people are like, "I'm finally getting a good Zelda game again." I feel like a kid, and I feel like the exact same thing is happening with Mario. And they did just release that Metroid Prime Four tr- teaser, like. Sure. I, I, it just maxed I, out the nostalgia. <laughs> like, I think but the games. I'm sure the games are quality. I just am wondering, like, if they did suck, would people be honest about that anymore? I do you know what I, I would, mean? I would think so. I mean, I know they're they're really playing hard on the nostalgia factor in as far as the Switch goes. But like, there's been games like Pokemon Tournament that came out that have gotten really positive reviews as well. That you know, that's that's not a that's Pokemon mixed with Tekken, you know, in, in a fighting arena. It's a title you game. would think would primarily do well in the Japanese market, but not necessarily over right. Here. And it's and it's been pretty big. It's been solid. They've done a lot of, gotten a lot of positive reviews on that one. Um, and as far as like the Mario and and Zelda goes, Zelda especially was it it was definitely a, a nostalgia thing for me, but it was also just such a a new experience as well. You know, like. Like yeah, I, I love the fact that I was playing Zelda, but I loved the fact that I was playing it, playing Zelda in a 2017, uh, like, video game style, instead of, like, still going back to the classic fucking Ocarina thing, okay. where it's so very basic. The, like, nostalgia, the nostalgia probably came from the property and not from, like, the feel and the look so much. Like, yeah, I mean, there's gotcha. definitely there's definitely some nostalgia things in there that they put in there on purpose, like, you know, the Temple of Time ruins and stuff like that, where you're like, oh, that's cool, that's from Ocarina. And, right. You know, they have little, little things that they put in there, but as far as the gameplay goes, like, that was such a new experience of, of Zelda game that So you would say so it doesn't... Fun. It doesn't just rely on the nostalgia. It doesn't rest on its laurels. Right, right. That's good. They That's added good to hear. so many things into the game, and, and the story was tremendous. Even, you know, even it being a Zelda story, like, you're still like, oh, man, fuck, where does this lay in the timeline? And you, I found myself doing a whole bunch of research of, like, Zelda timelines and stuff and trying to figure out where it was placed and, like, I don't know. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and 140 hours later, I... <laughs> basically 100% of that game and now I'm It's a pretty good pretty good testimony right there I would say. Yeah, and and I'm on my way to Mario and from what I've heard it's going to be much of the same where it's you know there's secrets everywhere. Um there's I'm looking at the from forbes.com Actually, the top 5. If I could of Mario. before you get there if I could Really quick, before we move all the way on from Destiny cuz I don't want to bog the whole show down with that. <laughs> we did forget to mention um the 
the Curse of Osiris DLC trailer dropped, and it's oh, yeah. crazy awesome. Yeah, yeah. They also put out the release date for that, which is going to be December 5th, which is oh. also the end of the first clan season. So keep in mind, if you're in a clan and you haven't gotten to max level, you're going to want to do that before that first DLC comes out, because that's also going to be the start of the second season. Ah, uh, okay. So then it starts all over again? Yeah. Ah. Well, I mean, your clan progression starts all over again. Oh, okay. But, right, right, yeah. right. Oh man, and that's you know I I feel kind of bad because I'm not going to be playing as much anymore. Like <laughs> I just what you I, say now. Like I, like I said, this this Mario game with all of the different secrets and stuff that's been revealed. Like it's it's I'm going to be stuck on that one. Plus, I just got Kingdom Hearts one and two. I've it never, does look huge. I've never and Battlefront is coming out. Battlefront, man. There's so many things coming out. Sorry, <laughs> Destiny. Like me and you got to break up for a little bit. <laughs> We're going to have to... Destiny have doesn't to... need you. Destiny doesn't need anyone. <laughs> it has me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll see each other again someday. For now. It'll happen. We'll, we'll, we'll take a Somewhere break. down the road. I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Um, but from what I can tell, Mario is going to be keeping me pretty busy for a while. There's... Um, from, from Forbes.com, there's these... It says the five top five reasons why Super Mario Odyssey is practically perfect in every way. Wow, which that's is, quite a quite a statement. Yeah, and from Forbes, that's that's pretty big. Um, so basically, we'll just speed through these. One, there's a secret behind every corner. Um, it's it's a game that that really wants you to explore more than most Mario games. Apparently, right. um, uh, the it the writer almost. Every game is going in that way now. Almost every game is trying to add that open world aspect or the exploration aspect, and I think that's a good thing. I love that. I love that I can actually be this character and be like, well, when when I was Link, I fucking, I killed everything. I didn't do, you know, <laughs> I, what are you talking about? Like Metal Gear Solid Five, <laughs> for instance, like you could, it was completely open world and not oh, man. not very linear compared to like last uh, entries into that, into that game franchise. And like, I, you know, I, I talked to people that were like, oh, yeah, I stealthed the whole thing. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I beat the door down and killed everyone on my path and just got through that game. I just blasted through that game. And like, <laughs> and then they gave so you a report card at the end and it was like, your code name is Worm or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But no, it's I love that you can play these different games and, and everyone can get a different experience. You know, um, going back to Zelda and tooting that horn a little bit, like, you are just put into this world and you can go wherever you want to go. You don't have to do anything in a certain amount of time. You don't have to go to this certain... St I mean, obviously there's like the, the very first probably hour of the game. It sets up the, the, the what you do. But like as far as order of temples to go through or, or like order of missions, you can just go to whichever one you, you want. That's um, really cool. Technically, when you start uh, Zelda, you can <laughs> you can go beat the game like right away. There's there's been videos online I that um, dudes will just start and go pick up a stick and go fight Ganon and beat him. Like it's it's crazy. So huh. it seems like Mario's into that sort of realm as well. They're they're way more open world than they were before. Where just looking back at maybe Super Mario Galaxy, where you know you. You get put into this little map, and you pick the world you want to go to, and you find the stars there. And then you go to the next right. world, and you find the stars there. Like, it seems 
seems a little more, you know, choose your battles and, and do whatever you want to do. Um, Probably some sort of similar mechanic, like there's a star, but it doesn't matter what order you do them in. Right, or, right. You know, things like that. There's also, apparently the game is super pretty, and the soundtrack is amazing. Um, it's 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 got the PS3 value graphics, which, you know, PS we're in PS4, Xbox One X age, where they have amazing graphics, like the 4K graphics now. So but PS3, on a portable console, I mean, right, a PS3 portable, looking graphics are beautiful. It's great, and, and they can continue to build on that. Um, yeah, it's still a very new system with new architecture and everything. Yeah, so so this the writer here says uh whatever whatever the the console lacked in power Nintendo makes up for in design. So mm. with this game it's just really pretty. Everything is looks really sleek and it looks really, you know, like just a, a lot better than any other Mario game where you can kind of see the flaws where you turn a corner and the wall disappears, you know, like it's Right. It's a little more You can finished. tell where they were like, okay, make it work well enough to release. Yeah. And then it's Nintendo, so we don't have to patch it. Right. Um, <laughs> I think one of the boldest statements that the, this guy makes here is that this is one of the most creative games ever made. Wow. See, for me, that that bar is firmly on Little Big Planet. Like, oh, that yeah. was the most enjoyable, creative platforming experience I ever had in my life. Now, did you ever play down. Super Mario Maker? Uh, I haven't, but can you get that on 3DS? I believe so. I, I'm pretty sure there's a version for 3DS. I don't, I don't think you can upload your levels on 3DS, but you can save them. Like, okay. you can't upload them to the web for other people. I, I don't I don't know how that works. Um, I don't have a 3DS. So. I'll look into it, because I have a 3DS, and I'd be willing to get that game, because I know wh when I saw the trailer for it, my first thought was Little Big Planet Mario. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the first time I saw Little Big Planet, my first thought was, oh, PlayStation Mario. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, so I'd be uh, definitely interested to check that out, because if it's close to that, then it should be great. Yeah, and it's from what, I mean... Have you? Seen, I'm sure you've seen some levels that float around Facebook oh, yeah. and stuff. That oh man, the there most was ridiculous uh, things. You're throwing yeah, shells off was the wall and jumping off towards the, shell. the top of Reddit the other day. The whole level is like made of spikes, and oh, to get God. through it, you have to be like picking up shells and bouncing them off walls whilst yeah. throwing your hat and spinning, and like then you have to get hit and use the invincibility frames to like do something else. And it was ridiculous. And this dude crushes it in like yep. 15 seconds flat. Yep. So. That's not what I would use it for, but <laughs> like I'm not designing levels to make myself hate myself, but it does look like it could be really fun. Right. So, I mean, if this guy is comparing it, you know, fun-wise and creativity-wise to that sort of a game, that's right. pretty cool. I'm I'm definitely intrigued. He's and it's it says, you know, um you have to there's a, a lot of places where you have to jump into a 2D plane. And and go through oh, cool. sections of the level where you're in the original Super Mario Bros. or um, some of the different, you know, Mario. So, because aspects. I'm a stubborn elitist douche gamer, that suddenly <laughs> makes me want to go play Near Automata some more because they had awesome 3D to 2D <laughs> segments, and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't played that game forever because of Destiny. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm really liking the the 3D to 2D um, element oh, that they're man. bringing back. They I saw that the first time I saw that was in the uh, remake of it was called Zelda, uh, Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds, and it was a yeah. remake of a Link to the Past for Super Nintendo. 
and you would yep. go into the walls and it'd be like a 2D kind of format. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, we'll do the last two here. So just really quick, it's uh, basically this game is all about the journey. So that's awesome for a Mario game. There's a, it's a huge story involved. There's a huge um, journey Mario has to undertake with his trusty hat. Spoiler alert, it was Bowser. Oh, yeah, it's, which is great. That's, <laughs> that's fine with me. I'm okay with that. And uh, last but not least, Super Mario Odyssey raises the bar for game development. Wow. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, it's He says that this is what he hopes Super Mario Odyssey will do by shining a light on the potential of game design. And he says he hopes it inspires others to new heights. So that's encouraging words from you know a, from a Forbes writer let's see who who was this guy uh I really like that Forbes happens to be covering video games now honestly yeah. like it's a cool thing and I, I I think it has to do with something about the marketability and profitability of games and that's why Forbes was like well we should probably cover this for sure it was um, uh it was written the article was written by Eric Kane it's called five reasons why Super Mario Odyssey is practically perfect in every way we'll have it in the show notes but he definitely looks like a gamer so I also really like Forbes destiny writer Go ahead, move along. Sorry. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> move along. Move along. Um, so anyway, yeah, just super excited to play that game. I'll definitely be talking about that as the weeks go on. Um, I have been revisiting Mario Kart and Sonic Mania kind of in Ooh. preparation. I've been playing the Switch a little bit more. Cranking um, up that nostalgia. Yeah, a little bit. Mario Kart just pisses me off so much, man. <laughs> that game is so hard. <laughs> Which was eighty percent of what old school gaming was yeah. was managing how pissed off you were. And I like I get so mad and then I put it down and I'm like, God, I still love this game and I just go right back into the mushroom cup and I still can't beat the mushroom cup because <laughs> one race I get second place and it just oh God, it's so frustrating. <laughs> and I'm I'm a, For me uh, in Sonic Mania the issue that I keep having is chasing those damn UFOs. Like, oh, I can yeah. get the path down, but then, you know, one of the runs of the 15 laps that it takes, I fall through a hole or something. Sure. It, but it's the same thing. Every time, I'm still like, I'm going to load this back up and get these emeralds. I've Or maybe just listen to the soundtrack for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> I think I've only gotten three of those emeralds. Those, I think those I'm at four or five. Hard. They're pretty yeah. hard. I'm a ki- I kill those uh, the old school 3D levels, though, with the blue balls. You've got to collect all the blue balls. <laughs> blue spheres. Blue spheres. spheres. My my bad. Blue spheres. <laughs> I yeah. I I collect blue balls like crazy though. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> Speaking of, and I know this goes back to your prior comment, but shout out to all the world's supportive girlfriends and significant others of any kind. That, that's awesome. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yes. It was. Uh, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um. Where are we at here? Where are we at with the news? Uh, oh yeah, Battlefront. Revisiting Mario Kart, Sonic Mania, going playing a little bit of Battlefront. Um, but I, I honestly, I played it like once in the last week, <laughs> just to kind of play it again. I saw the new Star Wars trailer that had Luke Skywalker going on the Millennium Falcon, and I was like, oh, I gotta play Star Wars. So I holy shit, where's my controller? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I just I played a little bit, and I, it. Playing it made me more excited for Battlefront 2 because I I just want something better, you know? And yeah. I know Battlefront 1, the, the first, or I guess the, this would be technically the, the fourth one that's coming out, and the third one that they released a couple years ago, like, 
it's a reboot, whatever. Anyway, when they released Battlefront, I was super excited for that game. And it was just such a letdown, man. There was no story. <laughs> the the fucking gameplay was a little off and it just seemed so rushed. Just I missed mean, opportunity. Yeah, it was it was a little bit like The Force Awakens where they I love that movie, but they kind of rushed it a little bit, you know. Like it's just they were like, "Ah, here we go. We're going to put this out right now and then hopefully make something better." So, again, hopefully Battlefront 2 is a lot better. And well, and it sounds like they're listening to some of the really harsh criticism about the, uh, about the loot system and yeah, like the yeah. way those boxes work. It sounds like they're going to change that at least a little bit they so did. that it's not quite so slot machiney. Well, no, originally it was it was like a, a, a free to play game on your phone or a pay to play game where you get Battlefront and if you have a shit ton of money, if you're you know rich, you can just go buy everything instead of mm. earning it throughout the game. You would just go into the loot boxes and just buy a bunch of them and get all the freak or get all the good characters and all the good guns and all that stuff. So they right. took that aspect out, and you have to actually earn them now. And and it's it's more of a a luck sort of thing with the loot crates, as far as I understand. I mean, that's good. It's yeah. I, I would much rather have. A, I mean, a, a little bit of an even even advantage with everyone. You know, like I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't well, want to immediately start playing this game and everyone has the best shit because they can afford it. You know, I don't want to do that. Well, and if it's borderline random or like entirely random, then you're still going to run into people that have the best shit. But it won't be like every round you're getting matched against somebody who got their dad's credit card and spent right. 20 bucks extra on the game. Right. So, yeah, that's good. That's probably the way to go with that. Microtransactions in general, I'm usually fine with as long as they're purely cosmetic. But sure. that sounds like they were. It sounds like they were a little bit over the line, and that's why they had to step back. It was yeah. It was all about like if you want to drop three hundred dollars on this game right now, you can have all the best shit for the game immediately, instead yeah, no of drop sixty bucks and play the game, <laughs> play the game for months <laughs> and get the stuff. Like <laughs> do what the game is designed to fucking do. Yeah, Ugh. use the medium in its intended way. <laughs> yeah. That that just that blows my mind that I like you said the microtransactions are cool and in some aspects but like there are some games out there like I play a Star Wars game on my phone called Galaxy of Heroes and there are people that will spend hundreds of dollars and now they just started playing last month and now they have the best characters in the game because you know they well, spend all this money and it's just not yeah it's not balanced and I don't well know enough. if it's I don't know if it's necessarily bad that that exists, but like so keeps the game going. I mean, they make a shit ton right. of money that way. Yeah, and then ostensibly they can use that to make new DLC and put it exactly. out for less cost. But me personally, I'm more of of the mind where like if I really am enjoying a game a lot, then I'm gonna go buy the DLC or like s some mm -hmm. small microtransaction, just as like a you know kick to the developer of like. I acknowledge that I'm really enjoying this. I'm going to spend a lot of time here. You know, here's a $5 tip. You know, I get a cool cloak and you guys, you know, get to see that I'm willing to drop another five to you for all the time I've spent here type right. of a thing. Like, right. I, I look at it as almost like a tip or a gratuity. Sure. <laughs> and and it does keep, it keeps the games going because that's what keeps the, the game developers in their seats, you know, making new content and, uh, patching different problems in the game and stuff is 
So it Man, we probably single-handedly kept Drawn to Death alive for like the first two weeks by buying <laughs> loot boxes. I mean, I loved that game, and I feel so terrible that it didn't do well, but like, I, I, I seriously, I dumped probably 10 or 15 bucks into that game buying loot boxes just because I, I believed in it and was like, come on, people, I play this. Well. I did as well, and it's, that's you know, that's the thing about the games nowadays is it's hit yep. or miss. Like, there's so many games that come out that, you know, you'll find that one diamond in the rough, and you wish that it could do better, but, you know, everyone well, else and what's is cool though, so. Another thing that's cool, though, is that, um, in in particular, that studio, Bartlett Jones Detective Agency, that made that game, mm-hmm. because it because it didn't do great, they're kind of already free to move on and build their next project. So they're sort of already working on their next game, and I think that's really cool, too, because it, it gives them the freedom to be like, well, cool, that wasn't a hit. Let's move on and try something else. Like, sure. I'm good with that. So I'm excited to see what they come up with next. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have... Uh Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is coming out here in November. Um, what's the last Pokemon game you played, Jesse? I have Sun and Moon, and I Ooh. started Sun, and then I believe right after I started playing, I got Near Automata. Oh. It was either Near or I think it was Near. I started playing Near, and then um, oh no, sorry, I got Pokemon Sun. That made me want to play Terraria. Which is very old school looking, okay. and then I got near. So then okay. I stopped playing Sun, and by the time I was done with Near, Destiny Two was almost out. So I started playing Destiny One again. <laughs> Long story short, I'm on like the second island of Pokemon Sun, but I really like Shit. it. <laughs> need to get on that. <laughs> Damn, I do. there's a lot of stuff I need to get on, but like so much time spent on Destiny and editing that video, and like I'm I just. Gonna- yeah, I'm gonna get Joanna to uh, hide Destiny Two from you or something. She well, I mean, she'd have to basically hide the whole PlayStation because I bought it digitally. But uh. um, but I will I will rededicate myself maybe over the winter while it's cold out and stuff to playing Pokemon Sun. There you That's go. Probably a good idea. Um, I can play it, you know, once or twice a week. God, if you're not even that far into it, you should just go trade it in and get Ultra Sun because apparently these games have every legendary from every Pokemon game ever made wow there that's a lot yeah that's like their their big draw here is that they're introducing almost every not only legendary pokemon but then um like original pokemon too so apparently some of your starters you can choose between like a charmander or a pikachu or um diff- different starters or torchic yeah, yeah, i'm just exactly. naming all the fire starters because all the other starters suck pretty much um <laughs> The other thing that I heard that's kind of interesting about that is that they're really shaking up the competitive gameplay scene for Pokemon by allowing Mega Evolutions, I believe, back into the game. So, I mean, if you're, you know, a big competitive Pokemon player, watch out for that and maybe start paying attention again. But that seems like it would almost break the competitive scene to me because it, it seems like there'd be too much stalemating going on, like... Yeah, this guy hits really hard, but this other beast is a tank. So yeah, you so know, we can like take it. I then... yeah, it, it makes me wonder. But I mean, I'm sure they've done internal testing and stuff to make sure that it's fine. It was really weird. I actually heard about this on the radio the other day. What uh, the yes the yeah the local sports channel what uh, the fan at night on like wednesdays and fridays or something there's what? some weird Schlereth kind of Evans stipulations was talking about pokemon <laughs> no 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 they they play this program called checkpoint radio oh, which okay. is like westwood one's gaming news i didn't even know that existed hmm. 
but I was literally driving to work at night and heard on the radio they were like news in the Pokemon competitive scene and I was like what the hell is happening wow. this is the radio this is regular ass FM radio yeah but yeah that's I mean that's where we're at now games so, are huge and so the competitive you, scenes are even bigger do you have a 3DS or 2DS then obviously I do I have a I have a 3DS I believe it's actually the Pokemon Sun edition 3DS and it does it is it pretty easy to be competitive with those like do you just kind of link up with somebody like I I the last thing I had was a DS you know like the oh, oh yeah old ass it's, DS. it's a million times smoother than the Game Boy days of like a link cable it's all Wi-Fi there's blue I think this one has Bluetooth or something close it's a uh, NFC near field communication I think on there okay um, but yeah I mean it's way easier um, I haven't done very much two-player stuff I need to get a hold of Fokker once I've actually finished the game because I know that he's a Pokemon master and probably has a lot to show me <laughs> but um, I need to I need to finish the game first to catch up with him I'm sure so. okay um, and so then my, my next question is this this is probably gonna be the last Pokemon game for for DS, for the DS like line of systems, because they're going to come out with a Switch version. Yeah, I believe that's been somewhat confirmed that this is the last handheld uh, only and Pokemon so, or something like that. Do you think this is going to be the end of the the Nintendo handhelds? Do you think they're just going to put all their eggs in one basket and go with the Switch? If they do that, I hope it's because they plan or have figured out some way to make a super cheap super HD screen in a switch controller like if switch was ps4 level or xbox one level graphics uh -huh. that would that might be enough to get me to say okay if they're gonna put all the pokemon games here and it's a functioning console that i can you know take everywhere and plug into my tv and do all right. the same stuff it does now that might be enough to get me to say, well, then why do I need a 3ds? I mean, it it like, is a it's got a good touch screen on it. the The handheld screen is really nice. It's pretty and it's huge. I do. I love the screen as it is. It's just that the resolution needs to come up to current standards. Sure. Like, I mean, it needs to be crystal oh, clear, like the size of my laptop screen. You know, they'll I'm, have like saying. updated switches. They'll have a Switch X or a you know a yeah a 3D Switch, Switch XL or some bullshit. It'll be XL. Like, Okay. Just like a 3DS, it'll be XL. <laughs> and then, I I'd be so stoked if they just like combined it. If if like the next series of Switch systems that came out had a like a DS port where you can put your 3DS games in there. And since since you already that get that would be that would be cool. Since you can already get a 2DS, like yes, the Switch isn't 3D capable, but you can still play it in 2D. So why not have right. that? If you're gonna kibosh all of your DS games and like production then fucking do it I, that's man i'd be so excited to be able to buy ds games and well and play personally it on my Switch. there's never been a 3ds game where i was like oh i need to make sure i get that in 3d no like they give me a I headache don't care the 3d kind of well, gives me a headache it doesn't really give me a headache and it might be just the difference between wearing glasses and not wearing glasses true very but, true um i don't i mean it, it's just not a draw for me i guess like it's cool but it's not a hologram i'm not yeah. in virtual reality and i'm not on the holodeck so what are you doing right like, just give me give me my pokemon game i'm fine right. with that being in 2d <laughs> i'm totally fine with that yeah well i i'm just hoping that this is gonna be 
you know, the last kind of hurrah for the DSs because they're coming out with new systems for the new 3DS like designs. Like there's a an Ocarina of Time 3DS coming out, which okay, I might buy that because goddamn it, <laughs> it looks really cool. But like, fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> why do you gotta keep doing that? And shit? that's why they do it. They're like, oh, are you gonna not buy that? That's what I thought. I'll God. take that money. Thank you. Ah, it's so frustrating. Uh, I mean, arigato. <laughs> For real, and so I guess uh, unless mm, that mm. <laughs> just, just think, on. just move thinking on. about it just frustrates me because I'm like <laughs> I am gonna buy that fucking 3D. Let's talk about let's talk about free games. <laughs> that should make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. We'll move on to the uh, the free games for this month for PS. Well, you know, let's start let's start with Xbox because we just for the sake of being different. Yeah, and and we play PS4 so. Xbox, we can just breeze through real quick because it just seems like they're games that were already released on PS4 a long time ago. Um, yeah. For instance, Xbox One, their free game is Tales from the Borderlands, which Ooh. was on the PS4 free thing like a year ago, I think. I have that in my library. Um, and then another game that I've never heard of. I don't know if it's an Xbox exclusive or what, but it's Trackmania Turbo. So, huh. I haven't heard of that either. Is I, that a racing game? I I would assume so. Um, I should have brought it up in my <laughs> side thing here. But well, and it's, it's not... It's a, it's we never pretend game, to know yeah. what we're talking about, but we will let you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, it's it, lo- it looks like just a regular-ass racing game. Kind of uh, like a dirt sort of game. Well, oh, okay. Actually, like Rally... No, it actually looks kind of crazy. <laughs> Getting more into it, there's like, just on the front cover, there's a pig flying with with a boombox around its belly, and so it uh, sounds and like the uh, carts are loopy looped, and and you're and you're flying through. Very some. over the top, enjoyable racing arcade style, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like Rush or. Uh, there you go. That that old kind of. It's made by Ubisoft, and I like Ubisoft games. So maybe, maybe that's all right. Maybe that's all right. Anyone that plays Xbox, maybe check it out and uh, let us know what you think. It is the Trackmania Turbo and Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands are the free games for Xbox One. And for Xbox 360, you have Nights into Dreams and Deadfall Adventure. No idea what those are. <laughs> and I'm not even going to look. Because, like I said, I don't play Xbox. So we're going to move on to Because that's the, a last-gen system, man. Just upgrade. Yeah. It's it's cheap to do now. Just yeah. do it. Also, the holidays are coming up. Ask people you know to help you upgrade. Yeah, man. There's I just looking at some deals today. Target, um, speaking of Destiny and new PlayStations, I just found yeah. out that the PlayStation I bought was waterlogged last night. So that's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that PlayStation was underwater for like an hour. And you're <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like, what? <laughs> glad, glad I paid money for this. Jesus. So I <laughs> look at on the the Target listing today, and they have uh, one terabyte PlayStations for one ninety nine ninety nine, and Destiny disc games for thirty nine ninety nine. So Do it. I'm really thinking that I might get a get a new PlayStation with with better better memory and uh, maybe that Destiny functioning game. physical parts. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. My TV is also going out too. I have a lot of electronics that are just shitting out on me right now. So. Yeah. It's, it's Worst case, be... you can always plug your PlayStation into your uh, monitor if you need to. It's true. Yeah, and I've been doing that a lot lately, actually, because 
it helps with Kylie shooters. gets tired of watching Destiny Crucible. You know, she's she's like, I want to watch like you know anything. I'm sorry, I thought you said she was supportive. Uh, no, no, no. Those. She's she's supportive, but like <laughs> to an extent. And and no, I'm just and ladies out there can can probably relate to this, where they're like, yeah, this game is pretty cool, and then you play the same thing for like you yep. know 24 hours, and they're like, I'm fucking done with this. <laughs> <laughs> My girl, so, so at the, the, yeah, totally. Uh, at the end of my playthrough of Nier Automata, I switched back to Destiny, and my girl goes, oh, no more naked robot chicks? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, how, uh, how do you really feel about this, sweetheart? <laughs> That's awesome. She's like, oh, no, 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 no more of that? I, no, sorry, I yes, back it. to the fully clothed people. Sorry, yeah. my bad. <laughs> Kylie went as far as to, she... She bought me Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 yesterday <laughs> just so I would play something other than Destiny. That's awesome, though. Those are great <laughs> games. Yeah, and I've never played them before, and they're they're actually on sale right now. Um, PS, Very cool. PS Plus members get uh, 40% off. So it was only it, – it's originally like 50 bucks or something, 60 bucks, and it's it's only 30 right now. For, oh, and there's um, a big – there's a big sale on right now, and there's yes, probably going to be another big sale on shortly because the holidays are coming up. Actually, yep. look for that starting like this week, probably. The, the sale right now that I, I just got that game from is going on till tomorrow, which is November 7th. And I believe the new sale starts a week after that, like the, the holiday special sale, which always, always the PlayStation sales are amazing. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for Xbox. I don't know how those digital sales are because I, you know, I don't. I don't play that shit. But, but we're talking up to 80, 90% yeah, off Yeah, man, like games. you get, you get like, games for that are 60 bucks right now for 10 bucks. Be- just because, yeah. you know, so. And you can get indie games during those sales for like 99 cents yeah, or two yep. bucks or four bucks. I, I got Terraria for $5 and I've put over 120 hours into it easily. I probably get the most games out of the year during the, the holiday season for sure. Oh, easily. Um, even if I just put it in my fucking library and go back to it in six months and go, oh yeah, I bought this. I'm gonna play this now, you know. Um, but yeah, so so the free games for for PS4 um, are I brought, just brought it up, just brought it up. You got Worms Battlegrounds. Yes. Which I'm I, excited for. I really, really like the Worms series. It's it's it reminds me of Lemmings, you know. The other title is Bound, right? Bound, yep, Bound. Um, I, I don't know anything about that, but I've heard nothing but positivity surrounding it. I'm going to look it up right now. Bound for PS4. I should have done this before, just like with uh, with the Xbox shit. Um, can I just get... I don't want to watch a video. I guess, <laughs> I guess I'll watch a video. Whatever. It's a, it's a rated E. E ten plus for fantasy violence. It's pretty. Here it, it comes. Uh, it looks like a really open world sort of, um, kind of like Portal a little bit. Oh, cool. Maybe uh, maybe a little bit like that game Hue. I don't know if you ever played Hue. That like a was first person platformer sort of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, cool. It looks like a lot of fun though, for sure. I'll definitely be adding that to the library. Um, and then for PS3, you got R-Type Dimensions and Ragdoll Kung Fu Fists of Plastic. Again, just just upgrade. Yeah, <laughs> just do it. Go. Um, for some reason, they still have PS Vita. So 
Those free games Those are... Those games will exist. Yeah, Dungeon Punks and Broken Sword 5. Serpent's Curse, Episode 1 and 2. I... No idea. PS Vita? All 25 PlayStation Vita <laughs> users go download those games. <laughs> yeah, what? I saw a PS Vita once in my life, and I mean, the kid swore by it. He was super stoked about it, and, <laughs> you know, he carried it around like it was a Nintendo Switch, but like... But it was just him. Yeah, that was about <laughs> it. He wasn't meeting up with his friends at the park to play his PS Vita. <laughs> wasn't happening. Um... Again, the PS Plus members get twice the discount on Sony's games during its current sale, which is going on through November 7th. Um, This episode will be up tonight, which is the 6th, so you'll have a full day after listening to this podcast to go pick up on these sales. Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix, which is six games. This is a six-game collection of Kingdom Hearts, and it's it's 40% off for PS Plus members. Then you have the Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, which is fucking awesome it's Mega Man uh six no, no sorry seven eight nine and ten four awesome Mega Man games that are if you're looking for a Mega Man game that's not as hard as the originals but still pretty challenging then the C- Legacy Collection 2 is something you definitely want to check out um 30% off for PS Plus members I think it's 11 dollars for that whole game and then you got Damn. Horizon Zero Dawn which is 44% off it's I think it's originally isn't it still 60 bucks Good time to pick that up and with the new DLC yeah, coming out. And right now it's $25 to get that game. So a lot of good stuff coming out for PS4. Xbox, again, just, you know, not not selling me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're not biased. I can't. I can't do it. I, 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 I will be honest, though. I, I've been getting a lot of Taco Bell lately and, and Doritos. <laughs> and I'll go in. I'll, I'll type it's in making the you want to get an Xbox? No, I'll type in the code <laughs> and see if I win. And if I win an Xbox, hell, I'll play it. Sure, why not? But I'm not cool. going out of my way to buy one. So No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Nate, you can uh, let us know all of yeah. the, the Xbox doings and such. That's up to Nate. Yeah. Um, let's see. We're flying we along break? here. Yeah, let's, uh, let's take... We'll split it up here between video games and things we've been watching all right because we got some shit some big cool time shit. um i have some music here this uh this band coming up is they're not local but they're very nostalgic going back to nostalgia it's members of the band finch and senses fail created a band called speak the truth even if your voice shakes yeah really long band name but i i really like this it, it takes me back to 2004 <laughs> so i wanted to play it's it's their first single off their album coming out November 10th, which is this Friday. Um, it seems like it's going to be really cool. The song is called Crash This Car, I believe. I believe it's Crash This Car, yeah. And um, like I said, check it out. Uh, speak your mind, even if your voice shakes. And we will be right back.
welcome back to the Twist Modern Podcast. Um, that band that you just heard is called Speak the Truth, Even If Your Voice Shakes, and the song is called Crash My Car. Um, like I said, an old, old, like, it's kind of a super group. It's uh, members of the band Finch mixed with the singer of Senses Fail, um, and it's it's pretty fun. I liked it. Um, you could probably, for people that know me, you can probably see why I chose that song for our <laughs> break today. Um but yeah, moving on in the show, we're just speeding along here. Kind of flew through that video game section, eh? It's I just talk fast when I'm talking about Destiny because I get <laughs> really excited. No, so it's I'm fine. Like, oh my I god, mean, there's a shitload of stuff to talk about. I gotta <laughs> talk about all of it right now, and I, I just I need everybody to know, and I want them all to play with me. It's just, yeah, it's, I, it's I feel like a kid. I really do. I love the game a lot for sure. It is, you know, it's a fun game. I was really hesitant at first, like I, cause just cause I'm that I'm that guy that's like, oh, everybody likes it. Well, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how how it really is. But no, I I, are, I do enjoy. There are it. very few people whose opinions I I really truly trust when it comes to games, <laughs> and um, this one in particular, Destiny. I do have to give credit to TC Fokker, who was like, bro, play this game. You will love it. Yeah. So I I really trust his opinions on things like that because he knows kind of all my nerd alleys. Like he knows which things would draw me in. Sure. And I mean, he was right. Like I was hooked. It's it's literally the reason I bought a PlayStation 4 instead of a PlayStation 3. Like I had a PS3, but it made me upgrade. I was like, you know what? (laughs) This is the one. I'm going to get a new TV. I'm going to get a PS4. I'm going to waste my life. And yeah. I did. And I love it. This is <laughs> the one. Now, it, it's it's definitely, it's a really fun game for for people that, that like that sort of stuff. And it's definitely up my alley. Um, I'm, I, you know, I obviously I play the shit out of it. I've maxed out two characters out of three. Not maxed out, but super close. So, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm just excited for new stuff. I'm, I'm always looking for, for new stuff. You know, I try not to get too hooked on the same game for too long um yeah it's it's especially with destiny 2 it's a little easier to get burned out quickly because the uh progression is different than it was in destiny 1 sure but it seems like uh specifically recently they announced when they announced the curse of osiris trailer they also announced that what's known as the live team has taken over destiny 2 and they're the people that are responsible for most of the updates and quality of life improvements in Destiny 1 that everybody was really happy with. Oh, okay. So, good news going forward. There's definitely yeah. light at the end of the tunnel. You know, it, no game is going to be perfect at launch. Yes, sure. I'm a Destiny apologist, so take wh- everything I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, I didn't I didn't see too many flaws, but then again, I'm not looking for flaws when I'm playing a game. I'm just looking for right. playability. And most of my friends play Destiny 2, and that's one of the biggest draws for me is that I can you know, turn on a game at any given moment and invite three people to my fire team and, yep. you know, have a good conversation with friends while we're playing a game. You can't, you can't do that with a lot of games anymore. Um, a lot of it is just, you know, you get on a Call of Duty match and it's just a bunch of 12 year olds, you know, making dick Talking and fart jokes and like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fucking lame. <laughs> but that that's my mom. one of the biggest draws is if, if you know, it's, it's great to play with friends. Um, it's the raid is phenomenal. I loved doing that, especially with a group of people that, you know, was so involved, like just ready to, to, to do it. You know, they were all intended, like 
Just, just it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy I, I, the I'm real having a hard feelings time, like, that you get explaining it. But it's like, like that. Yeah, you know, when you have that full team, there's six people in a team, and you're all working together, and you're all like calling shit Everything's out. Everything's clicking. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. I, I really do enjoy that aspect. Um, but like I said, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for some new shit. And again, I will be back multiple times. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I'm definitely excited to play Worms, especially because it's going to be free. I really yeah. like those games a lot. Yeah. Um, we also definitely we need to get more onto the uh, the Twitch gaming at the TMA games for sure. Um, I think what would be really cool, especially with the free games, is if we could get like community game nights going where everybody could come play with us, and then we could even do like streams of that. That would be really fun for sure. Um, we just, uh, it'd be nice if we could get a good schedule. We're trying to work out a good schedule to do that. So everyone can, can know when we're going to be online playing a game at, you know, that we're going to be uh, on every Wednesday at seven o'clock playing whatever game, you know, like it could be anything really. So yeah, that's a, for instance, don't take that. Yeah, exactly. That's a <laughs> hypothetical all the way. Um, but I am always down for suggestions. If anyone wants to, wants to watch us play something or if, if if you know that we have something that that you're interested in and would like to see the gameplay let us know email us or find us on twitter or something and, and we'll get on there we'll get on and play some live games for you so um moving on from video games though we're going to go to more of the tv and movie stuff and before we get too far into it we just had some some breaking ass news about an hour ago <laughs> that like smashes worlds like hulk smashes worlds for real because i've been waiting for this news for years ever since iron man one came out i think and they announced avengers <clears throat> and the news is that disney is in talks with 21st century fox to purchase most of their stuff um so for those of you that aren't familiar, 21st Century Fox does most of the X-Men franchise. Well, all of the X-Men franchise and Fantastic Four and... Uh, and the word mutants. Mutant, yeah, indeed. Um, and even the the word animanium, you know, like... Yep. So, it's it's huge because if Disney can actually pull this off and, and buy those properties back, then... The MCU, as we know it, as far as like what what we've been watching, is going to completely change. Oh, and it becomes carte blanche. They can do whatever they want. Oh, man. I, I might finally get a Silver Surfer movie or series that doesn't suck my yeah, ass. Yeah, for real. I could get. There could be so many amazing properties built around these things if Fox would just let the f go of them. Right. There's. I mean. Oh God, Silver Silver! You just saying that could they could be kind of postponing some some after credit scenes of Avengers: Infinity War Part Two to see if this deal oh, goes man. through? Because that would be like, so amazing. There there can be such It'd a, be a huge perfect segue. Change. Yeah, um, and just just having the X Men X Men versus Avengers like I've been wanting that on the big screen for a really long time. Well, and having them already having acquired Spider-Man back from Sony is huge. Yep. So, I mean, it's got, I mean, my guess is that it's coming down to a dollar amount where Fox sure. is going, we think you're going to make this much money and we want this percentage of that. Right. And Disney is probably playing coy and going, they are so dumb. We're going to make three times that amount of money. Yeah. But we still <laughs> don't want to give them even close to that level of a percentage. Right. So I'm sure it's just coming down well, to a negotiation of some kind. Look what they did with Star Wars. 
I mean, yeah. George Lucas obviously didn't need any more money, so he didn't give a fuck. He just wanted to get rid of it. But they bought that franchise for $6 billion, and they've already made all of that money back and more in the five years that they've had it. So Easily. They they could just... And the money aside, making that aside, like just the production and the movies that they're gonna that they would come out with, you know, I I have all the faith in the world in Disney that they'll make good movies and and good stories for these characters, you know that that Fox hasn't really been able to do yet. Oh, um, and you know what? With Disney's recent announcement that they're pulling all of their stuff from every streaming service ever, yep, this could be an indicator that they're getting ready to be like. Oh, well, actually, there's um, 15 new Marvel shows that you can only watch if you get Disney right. Direct. And I guarantee you it'll be called Disney Direct. I guarantee <laughs> you. We're calling it right now, right? You're going to drop it right yeah. now? November actually, 6th, they 2017. Have, they may already have a service called that, so it might not be that big of a thing. But if they don't, they will, and I guarantee it. <laughs> You've heard it here first on the Twist My Arm podcast. <laughs> um, not only would they, I mean, if they quote-unquote had have, have the quote-unquote Disney Direct then they and the and 21st century fox look at all the movies that fox has and all the properties they have that they could just throw onto that streaming service they're going to give netflix a run for their money if they can pull this off man they they will and i just i hope i live to see the day where cable tv dies yeah and it's it's just like this cool subscription based war i mean I guess that's going to suck because it means I have to buy CBS All Access to watch Star Trek, and it means I have to buy Netflix to watch uh, probably the Office reruns, and then I have to buy Hulu if I want to watch whatever's on there, and then I have to buy the Disney service if I right. want to watch all my Marvel Amazon. stuff. Then I have to buy the WB stuff to watch all the DC stuff. Yeah, it could get a little bit ridiculous, and I'm not really getting ready to pay like eight different subscription right. services. So at some point... Somebody is gonna have to monopolize a chunk of those and right. just kill the well, price and, on it. Like, and you know okay, it's gonna it's be now Disney. Half of all that, <laughs> probably Disney and Walmart will go. Okay, here's what we do: we partner with McDonald's, we buy <laughs> half of all the media. Okay, now we own half of everything in the world. Yep. <laughs> no shit. And you just and you just get a Walmart Disney mcdonald's credit card and you swipe it on your tv and it will show you the latest marvel movie like yeah oh my god Uh. so the only thing that (laughs) just to specify the deal that's going on between um fox and disney they're not going to purchase all of fox it's they they can't own two broadcast networks so fox like the tv network would still be there um they wouldn't, so they wouldn't buy the Fox Broadcast Network or the sports programming assets. They're as, just looking to buy some intellectual properties, right? Well, they're they're gonna buy um, the let's see the TV production and international assets, um, such as Star and Sky. So then, there's those t- two TV networks, and the Disney would also add FX and National Geographic on top of all Fox's like movies. And all of the the TV shows and those assets. So whatever's on Fox Broadcasting Network, like, you know, Gotham and Family Guy and that sort of stuff, that's going to stay Fox. But anything that's outside of that on FX or that's in, you know, the X-Men or... um, Maybe Searchlight, their independent studio. Right, right. All that stuff is going to go over to Disney. So so Fox will still be around until TV dies. To me, that just is so close 
to monopoly territory that I feel like that deal is going to maybe be scrutinized very heavily. Well, of course it is. I mean, that's... There's going to be really there's going to be two sides <laughs> to this deal. People are going to love it because there's going to be a whole bunch of good, like better content that'll come out of it, or people are going to fucking hate it because people already hate Disney and hate the fact that they own twenty five percent of everything. Well, and it's a weird ideological mix because I mean Fox has always been you know we ain't Disney type of TV shows and movies. Like mm-hmm. it's it's interesting to me that Disney would be. I, I would imagine it's mostly predicated on the Marvel properties, but it's interesting that Disney would be suddenly interested in purchasing part of or doing business with Fox at all. Yeah, like Disney Disney presents Sons of Anarchy, or Disney presents yeah, I, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, Disney presents The League. I, I'm yeah. not. But then, then again, like... That's kind of like you were saying with the Marvel properties. That's kind of what they're aiming for, as far as like a Netflix series. They do not hold yeah. back in those at all. So that's true. Disney's proven that they're not afraid to dive into those sort of uh, mediums of of entertainment. So it's like it could go either way. And Disney has such a good staff. Like as far as I'm concerned, they have really good writers. They have great directors. They have people that want to work for them to make great, you know, entertainment. So right, <laughs> I think. That being said, it might be a little bit, I don't know, it's it's 50-50. Like, it's, it's going to be really good, and it's going to be really bad at the same time, you know? Because on one hand, well, we're going to get awesome media, and on the other hand, we're going to get monopolized, basically. And Disney's just that much closer to owning the world. <laughs> I mean, it might be cool to see, I, I don't know if Seth MacFarlane is really, like, owned by fox anymore i think it's kind of the other way around <laughs> oh <laughs> for like, sure i i would be interested to see what he could do with um disney animation resources and oh, yeah. you know that sort of thing i mean <laughs> Dude, they, they put a cap on him for though. season two he so wouldn't it'd work be for interesting disney. to see yeah, probably not but you remember that crossover episode where they did all the different animation styles on family guy and one of them was disney that looked really oh, good yeah like yeah. It was like this looks better than ninety nine percent of Family Guy I've ever seen. It was like <laughs> Family Guy Snow White or whatever. Yeah, it was hand drawn and everything was really bright and cute and <laughs> yeah. shiny. No, and they. I Look mean, at these buttons. <laughs> like I said, it could go either way. It's. I am more excited about the MCU. That is what I care about because all I've wanted for so long is for X Men and Hulk to get into a fight, or I mean so, Wolverine <laughs> and Hulk to get into a fight. I mean, you know, like. Meet so up in Canada this, and just fucking go at it. Wouldn't this just be like the death of the DC universe? Hands like in, down. In movie and TV. Like <laughs> th- it would be like, okay, you guys, fuck it. Um, All right, Disney, how much do you want? Cancel whatever's in production. <laughs> yeah. Cancel whatever's in production. Um, let's let's start making monster movies again. Oh, my uh, God. Let's re-reboot The Mummy. Yeah. I honestly... The DC universe would, would probably just end. They, they, you know, there's. Or actually, no. Here's what I they'll do: know. they'll go full Batman. It'll be everything is Batman. Okay, I don't give a shit. It's <laughs> Netflix Batman. It's Gotham. It's yeah. a it's a series about Batman that runs concurrent to Gotham, but it happens later. Right. New cartoon. All the movies will be Batman. Yeah, yeah. All the cartoons will be Batman. There's already seriously, I'm not kidding, like ten concurrent Batman comic books at least For sure. going on. So it's like it'd just be Batman I, and friends. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they did that. 
Which is a a good good bet. I mean, Batman is their best property by far. I mean, I'm sure there's right. people that would argue that, obviously, but like for me that's more of a Marvel fanboy and always a Star Wars like mega fan. Like DC's always kind of been lower for me as far as like caring about. <laughs> so Right. Batman is by far my Batman or maybe the Flash. They're my favorite characters and so i would have no problem with them just making a shit ton of batman media <laughs> um and then and then Mar- and then star or uh disney will go oh that's really cute we'll just make some more star wars too <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you're releasing that okay we'll we'll release star wars a week after episode 13 suck on that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it's that's what they're gonna do for the next 20 years anyway yeah that that's true they did uh <laughs> kathleen kennedy had a had an interview with StarWars.com, and she was saying that they're in talks for the next, I think, it was either 10 or 20 years of Star Wars. So. Oh, yeah. I'm really, actually, the one that I'm most looking forward to is um, Ben Quadranero's A Star Wars Story. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> how he how he made his pod racer. Like, the end will be well, right when he's lining up at the Tatooine well, like- race. <laughs> How lucky is it that his name is Quadraneros, and in basic language, that happens to mean four? I mean, come on. Oh, that's, my God. What are the odds, right? So What after, are the odds? So, so, oh, my God. And Ben? Why is his name Ben? Like, come on. That's that, that character actually existed. What is your explanation for that as a Star Wars fan? No, you know what? I got the explanation directly from George Lucas at Star Wars Celebration. He said, I'm not supposed to say this, but it's a movie for 12-year-olds. So I'm just going to reiterate what George Lucas himself said, and we'll leave it at that. Welcome we back, Jesse, to-, to the Twist My Arm should, podcast. Yeah. It's, been, it's been too long. We should move on to Lord of the Rings. It's been Yeah, it's been a good three weeks. You had to get that in there. Oh, my God. I'll allow it. That was good. <laughs> Felt good. Oh man, are you are you good now? Are you good? We we move on. I think move I on? can go. Yeah, I think okay. I got another thirty minutes in me. That was that was. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll keep everyone posted on this uh, Marvel twentieth twenty first century Fox thing. Um, it's gonna happen eventually, I'm sure. So as soon as that happens, first of all, Venom will be kiboshed, which will be fantastic because I don't want to see that movie at all. Uh, <laughs> no Gambit, chance for it to suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gambit will also be vaporized, and that's totally cool with me. So. Yeah. We'll just uh, when this when this actually goes down, we'll we'll let you know and we'll keep you updated. So um, moving on from there, let's talk about w- what we have been watching. Um, oh yeah, I will start with I I just finished, I think it's episode five of The Gifted. Um, it's it's on Hulu. It's a Fox show. Speaking of Fox, um, it's about I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, so just, just it's X Men adjacent, right? Yeah, it's it's about mutants after professor x has his meltdown of whatever it was which was mentioned in logan right so logan so professor x and logan was like he lost his mind and he was all crazy and they they always kind of reference this accident they they referenced an accident a couple times in logan and so i think the gifted is like the direct aftermath of said accident and it's just kind of showing how the sentinel services came to be and how mutants started being like hunted to extreme measures and you know it's a really interesting show um that sounds cool yeah i really really enjoy it it's i've watched 
let's see the gifted and agents of shield and um inhumans and flash and arrow and gotham i'm all caught up on all of those comic book shows and the gifted wow. is hands down the best one so far this season like of wow. of comic book shows i absolutely love it um so if anyone ever gets the chance to to check it out it's on hulu it's on all the on-demand stuff so it's currently on fox regularly, yeah it, it right? airs like it's on regular tv i believe it airs every monday um and it's yeah, check your local listings yeah I don't, I don't know for sure but um because i just watched it on hulu <laughs> but yeah it's i love it it has uh, polaris in it the daughter of magneto and then it has um blink which i believe blink is the same she looks the ex- like the exact same actri- actress that was in X-Men Days of Future Past. Um, oh, okay. So so there's a, there's a couple familiar mutants involved in the show, and it's just the, the story is so good, and it's so action-packed. Like, I, I highly recommend it. Um, well, it sounds like they're kind of getting back to the core of what X-Men was about conceptually anyway, which was like that persecution yeah, and exactly. civil rights and exactly. stuff like that. Exactly. The the brotherhood is gone and um the X-Men are gone. And so now it's just about what the mutants are doing without those people around to help them, you know. Oh, okay. So there's a bunch Pretty of cool. underground mutant like uh gangs and stuff and it's very interesting. Um the the main character basically is a part of the Sentinel, he's not part of the Sentinel services, but he hunts down mutants, and um, or he sorry he he he's a prosecutor, he's a lawyer, and he prosecutes mutants. Ah. And then one day his kids like the gene clicks, and they you know they're mutants. He's like damn it, and some crazy shit happens, <laughs> and so now all of a sudden this dude that was prosecuting mutants is trying to help his kids run away oh, man. from Sentinel services and stuff. It's super super interesting. Um, Definitely. Why, how the turntables? Oh wait, spin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then. But yeah, that's cool. Like I that's said, very I, like yeah, like very old school X Men feel to it. Yeah. Um. It it'd be cool if they I you know they they never will because these shows never do it. But it'd be cool to see like maybe a Wolverine or a Cyclops or someone kind of show up just. That's, oh, I'm sure they'll drop some sort of cameo hint. There'll be something. someone. There has yeah. to be. You'll see claw marks on something. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is Well, it's probably because cool, they haven't finished casting Wolverine. I believe they gave Hugh Jackman some sort of say in who plays Wolverine next. So. Which is fine. That, that's yeah. totally cool with me. He's, I think it should be me, but he doesn't know me in real life. So, <laughs> so let's start tweeting him. Start I'm the right tweet. height. That's all. I mean. That's true. You're, you're, <laughs> you're the right build, too. Maybe maybe just Short take a dude, few protein injections. Guy. Get, I like, mean, yeah. You know, let's do it. J- <laughs> JB for Wolvie. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll need a better hashtag, but we'll come up with something. <laughs> um, yeah, check it. So check out the Gifted. It's on Hulu. It's on Fox. Um, like I said, I've, I've also been watching all the other shows. Inhumans is garbage. I'm surprised it's not canceled <laughs> yet. Uh, Arrow is, is that my, is that on Fox? No, it's on ABC. That's an oh, actual okay. Disney thing, but it's like it's so bad. It's yeah. a it's a continuation of Agents of Shield, kind of, kind of. I don't know. Oh. Both of those shows need to just go away, though. So, um, the Flash is probably second on my list of best superhero shows this year. It has it's coming back. It's not doing as poorly as it was. Yeah, it. I mean, it's it. 
it's not doing what Arrow's doing and using the same story plot line ah. for like the sixth time in a row. It's it's completely different. Um, like the Flash obviously has all of his speedster villains, you know, Reverse Flash and uh, um, Zoom and <laughs> those other those other f- quicksters. Um, but this one, it, the Flash is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But this one has a villain called the Thinker. <laughs> so if does he think really fast? Well, he's basically a computer. <laughs> oh, so yeah, he does think really fast. Yeah, man, I, I was totally talking shit, but it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's it's really interesting to see a different kind of villain that's not just running around back in time, back and forth in time, right. and making Barry's life a living hell. He's he's got a really um, crazy plan that he's kind of forming, and you're slowly starting to figure out what it is so i'm very intrigued in the flash um other than those shows if if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while then you know that i don't really watch anything other than fantasy superhero sort of stuff and star wars so obviously i've been watching star wars rebels i'm all caught up to that um except for the episode that aired last night i, I didn't watch that one quite yet i'll watch it today um Amazing so far. I'm really excited to see how this ends. It's the last season, and they're leading up to Rogue One. So I'm, I'm ah. really excited to see how they incorporate Rebels with Rogue One and how they kind of put put a bow on the story, you know. Um, it's It'll be over. I think it's – they're doing two episodes every Sunday, and it's only like a 16-episode season. So we're already on week five of these episodes, or week four. I don't know. I think we're about halfway through. So, so this, so the end of this season will tie directly into Darth Vader's catwalk run, I <laughs> which was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> now like, I want to put was great. Now I want to put <laughs> some catwalk music behind that yeah, scene. <laughs> a little run on the catwalk. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh yes, do that. <laughs> Of oh him just God. casually slicing through dudes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Meme is born. Or the it'd be the music from Zoolander when they're doing the walk off. Yeah. <laughs> just just have David now Bowie when, pop up. Yeah. It's a walk off. Now when you see Darth Vader catwalk meme, you'll know where it came from. You were there for the inception because yeah. you listened to it on the podcast. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Oh my God, that's fantastic. So, it, yes, it's supposed to tie into that. But furthermore, I think it's going to have a little hint to Last Jedi story. Um, oh, of course. I would expect cause that. Because they're, they're ending it, I think, either right before or right after Last Jedi comes out. So there's, Because there's going to be definitely something. definitely going to start a new series after Last Jedi, right? A new, like, cartoon series? I would think. Yeah, after, after Rebels is done, they're supposed to be starting a new one. But I don't know... Okay. I have no idea what it's going to be about yet. Uh, I hope it's Legends. There's two different cartoons right now that's going on. So you have um, Forces of Destiny, which are like minute to two minute shorts on YouTube about like one or two characters in Star Wars. And then there's Rebels. Um, I think Forces of Destiny will continue after Rebels for a little while. And then next fall, they'll introduce a new cartoon. So we'll hear more about that. And isn't Force of Destiny, uh, sorry, Forces of Destiny, more of like a vignette thing? Like it's not really story based. It's more of like a oh look at this cool little character piece. Like yeah, a little bit. There's they have like little tiny little character arcs. Like they had a 
Oh my god, what am I trying to think? Like Sabine from Rebels meets up with Princess Leia and like saves her and it's like a little minute episode of her saving, you know, the the princess. And then there's another episode right. where um Padme is with I don't know, some other chick Mon Mothma or something like that and they have their little adventure and and then it fast forwards and there's a Ray adventure and um and the latest one actually that came out to just to kind of do a little bit of spoilers about rebels um the latest forces of destiny was actually about ewoks so it's set on endor like right after the battle of endor and oh. han and chewie are sitting there watching these ewoks like carry a bunch of stormtroopers off and you just hear han and he's like should we just should we just let him do it it's fine right and chewie just kind of grunts and laughs and and princess leia comes up and she's like you need to go and get them, get the Ewoks some rations. Like just completely <laughs> specifying that Ewoks are fucking savages and they're about to go right. eat these stormtroopers. They're going to eat these guys <laughs> if you don't do this. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> Han Solo goes to get these rations and who he gets them from one of the main characters from Rebels. Um, Hira, oh, cool. Hira Sandula is her name. She's the pilot of the ghost, the green chick with the tentacles. She's right. in all the Rebels posters and stuff. Um, so that is, and it's canon, obviously. So that's just saying that Hera survives whatever happens in Rebels, and she's right. still part of the Rebellion in Return of the Jedi, which is super that's tight. Cool. That that means that they'll probably do another cartoon with Hera, maybe yeah. in, maybe in between, you know, some like a New Hope and an Empire or Empire and, and Jedi or something. But um, anyway, enough about that. Let's move on to what have you been watching, Jesse? So, interestingly enough, uh, I've noticed some weird parallels. We've been watching, uh, me and my girl have been watching Stranger Things Season 2. We haven't finished yet. We're almost done. We've got two episodes last. Uh, two episodes left. We just saw Eleven's uh, Big Day Out <sighs> with eight, and that was that was awesome. It's my and least favorite really episode. really liking it. Um, I enjoyed it, and here's an interesting thing you should think of, and then you go rewatch this episode. Um Pretend that that episode is the entire plot of of um, The Empire Strikes Back crammed into one TV show. She's got this new teacher that she's not super sure about, and they're okay. showing her the, her new powers, and he's like, okay, here's how you access the powers, deal with this. Sure. I can totally help you if you stay here and train. It'll be way good. And then the learner goes, you know what? That's really cool, but I need to go help my friends right now because yeah, I'm kind of that. like the only reason that they can, you know, I, I need to help them. They need my help and she, I got to go do this. She had like a force vision. I think I should stay here. Right. It was really close in a couple of ways. Like there's some felt, similarities for sure. Yeah. She felt the pull. I mean, she had the vision. She sort of went into a cave and had that vision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, uh, there was some serious parallels there, and I think they might have been on purpose. Like, this is a very specific point in the hero's journey. Right. This is, you know, she's about to learn a lesson here, and, you know, she thinks she just learned a lesson, but there's another lesson coming. I haven't watched the last two episodes. I'm really excited to do that. But it was is weird parallel t to so, notice um, as I was watching through it. I, but I just beyond that, <laughs> I wanted because that. <coughs> go ahead. Sorry, with with this season, I just wanted more mystery. I, I'm sure you didn't listen to the Stranger Things podcast last week because it was completely full of spoilers. 
Yeah, um, I didn't get past the intros basically, but but yeah, um, I just there was just with with Eleven especially, her story is cool, the way that they incorporate her into the season. But I wish that she wasn't involved at all. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that there was more of a where's Eleven? Is she in the Upside Down? Is she? in the real world is what's going on with yeah. her. Instead of seeing I that mean, backstory, I wish that they would have maybe explained that more. Cause I mean, I, 11's big day out is a complete, I, I swear to God, it's going to be a complete foreshadowing episode of season three. Like they're going to go out and try and find, you know, the other numbers. Then this, I'm, or, I'm, or the other people that were involved and stuff, but right. And I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything for the rest of this season. I'm, I promise. Right. Like, no, that was pretty clear that that's the direction they intended to go just from that episode. Um, but my thing is that they, if you think about it, that was sort of the, the those would be all the same story beats as the first season, mm-hmm. which were now Where's there's a Will, kid missing. What's going on? Nobody knows where they are. Yeah. Like, right. Um, the difference being that nobody knew 11 though. And that the right. only people that knew her were the kids and the two adults involved, so so, so they so wouldn't far, people wouldn't believe them that she actually existed, you know, right? So so far, I really like how they've managed to um, sort of make everything new without resetting anything. Like the first season set up the rules of the upside down and you know the powers and everything, and then. This season is sort of taking all that established stuff, kind of working within it, but also sort of changing it up a little bit and adding like some new stuff that we weren't sure about. Sure. Which is good, but they also are sort of doing like this recharacterization of some of the characters by having them deal with grief in different ways from the first season. So, for example, um, the Steve character, when you first see him again, you're like... <laughs> Oh, he's suddenly a douche again. Yep. I, that's that's too bad, but I suppose it's believable because kids that age do that. Right. And then you they have that scene between him and Nancy where he's like, "Look, I'm not uncaring. It's just that I'm trying not to mention the kind of shit that could kill us." Right. You know, like right. so you see that like, "Oh, this guy is struggling with this. He's just trying to be a good person." Like, right. you know, that sort of thing. You know, and then eventually you end up hating Nancy cuz you're like, "Um, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Excuse me." Which by the way, that team Steve all the way. <laughs> yeah, team Steve forever. I like Jonathan but... and all, but like I Steve no, you got don't. fucked. You don't I, like Jonathan. I Jonathan like Jonathan. Was taking naked pictures when he should have been out looking for his missing brother. Know, isn't he's that, a fucking creep. Isn't that? Yeah, he's got up? a heart. He's a heart. He's got a heart, but he's isn't a fucking fucked? creep. It's okay? so fucked. How That's like, all there is to it. I'm how they really it. pull on those? It's they they pull Steve, the Game of Thrones thing with the Steve Harrington. Yeah. That's funny that you say that because Joe brought up the exact same point. My girl was like, "It's like they're trying to be Game of Thrones or something, and they just needed weird drama." So yeah, that's funny that you would say that. Um, <laughs> But the Steve Harrington character is real and he's, you know, gone through transformation. He became a better person. And it's like, what the hell, man? You're making us root for this guy. And now this ostensibly good character is like pissing me off. What are you guys doing? Yep. But it's because the kids have always been the source of supernatural drama in the show, while the teenagers have always been the source of human drama in the show. So they Very had true. to figure out a way to kind of shake up that relationship without being like, well, I mean, it's sort of like, okay, now they're an official item because they lived through that, so now they're stuck together forever. Right. Like, which in real life, you know, real life in quotes, like, I would think that if I lived through that with somebody, I'd be like, so you know we can never split up, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, we have all the same psychological problems and complexes now, so we have to just hang out together forever. Like, <laughs> Right. 
And that's, I mean, that's that was kind of the it. point of uh, uh, that P.I. made with Jonathan and Nancy, I think. Yeah, that exactly. He was he, That was a good character, too. I really like him He's, so far. Yeah. But that was the point that he was making was like, you guys have a lot in common because of the things that you went you through. You have shared but, trauma, is what he called but it. But he doesn't... He doesn't happen to know that so does Steve Harrington, like with a bat full of nails and <laughs> just hanging out with some neighborhood kid because he's a good guy. Like, that, dude, I spin off. Can we get a spin off of Dustin and Steve, please? Seriously, like, Dustin and Steve. But, <laughs> but we're also, for the record, a little bit upset with Dustin because how fucking obvious was it that that was a baby demogorgon? And you're just like, no, I'm going to keep it. It's fine. It's cool. Again, and this, this is something I didn't get to specify last uh, last episode was. I liked that dog. I felt, and I can't, I can't really say much, but like I felt for the dog and I felt for Dustin, like through the series, even up to the very end, you know, like, man, I, I liked the, the dog aspect, even though, even though Dustin was completely retarded. I think that's like with me and Trev, Trev is a little fucking monster, but like I would take her anywhere and keep her, you know, even if she was a little, even if she was a little kitty Gorgon. (laughs) I don't know. He's breaking the one number one rule, which is it's that true. friends don't lie. But I, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I didn't it's kind of setting it up. It, for me, it feels like they're setting it up to fracture the party at some point. Like, yeah. Well, they have to now, a, don't they? Which is a frequent thing they do. I mean, they did it in Lord of the Rings. They did it in Star Wars. It, yeah. it happens in all hero journeys. At some point, the party needs to be fractured. And maybe one of the party even turns bad, which would be so dramatic and difficult to watch because we love these characters so much. Well, but Will, Will was kind of bad in this really one. really surprise me. Well, I mean... Yeah, a was, little bit. He was bad-esque, but he Possessed, wasn't... I guess. Yeah, I mean, he was bad adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> but he go. wasn't terrible, I wouldn't say. But yeah, so so far I haven't finished it, but we both really like it, except that we're like finding ourselves very emotionally attached and upset with some characters. Sure. <laughs> it's uh, I'm glad that you guys are stretching it out because Kylie and I watched it in a day. We just watched yeah, the whole thing. So and... we're going to finish it tomorrow. We've just, nice. we've had a crazy weekend and especially with all the podcasting and editing and oh, yeah. whirlwind of things happening. We're just, it, it hasn't happened, but we're almost there and we're going to finish. Nice. Um, sweet. Well, when you, when you finish, we'll have to, we'll have to talk about what you think about the ending and, where they're going to go from there. Um, yeah, we'll definitely do an update. But uh, you mentioned Lord of the Rings and how they have to, you know, do Lord of the Rings things. There's a Can't just let new, it die. There's a, oh, my God, I know. There's a new rumor circling around that Amazon is looking to do a Lord of the Rings TV show. So my guess, before knowing anything about this, would be that it has something to do with the popularity of the Shadow of Mordor game that's coming out or recently came out. Right. And is doing very, very well and is hugely hyped. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they've realized, hey, maybe this could be our thing that we just ring to death the way everybody's picking something to just <laughs> ring to death. So, yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, there are tons it's... of stories left in the Lord of the Rings um, lore that mm-hmm. are have never been told on TV or movies right. or anything really, other than books. So, the... I mean, it could probably work. I just, I, I feel like I'm as soon as I see Lord of the Rings now, I'm like, oh, I don't care. I would have cared ten years ago or maybe fifteen. I really liked the original trilogy of movies, of course. But beyond that, I was kind of like disappointed. I really didn't like The Hobbit. I remember when they talked about bringing the Hobbit in and they were like, it's going to be, 
one you know one movie split into two it'll be two movies and then they're like actually it's gonna be three movies and right yeah, then we're gonna add I was some like, shit yeah I was like they're just and fucking... Legolas is gonna be in it for no reason yeah they're just like you said they're just okay. ringing it dry I I do like the Shadow of Mordor games and I'm super stoked to play Shadow of War um, as soon as that goes on sale. That's Hopefully. what it was. Hopefully for the Christmas season or Christmas sale, I'll be able to get that game as well. Um, but but I, I agree. I They just, just let it die. Just let it go away. Lord of the Rings is, I mean, the games are great. Keep Just keep that and that's it. We don't need anything else. Especially if they're I thinking f- about remaking the whole story. Like there's, man, if they just go just, through yeah, and do games. another Frodo story or something, I'm going to. They need to just do it in games. Yep. It's the easiest way to tell that story because that story served as the archetype for a lot of games that were made after it came out. For sure. Uh, Warcraft is all about orcs and elves and humans and alliances and huge battles. Like, oh, There's tons of Lord of the Rings elements there. There's tons of Lord of the Rings in D&D. Like, right. Everything is based on D&D. So it's just, I mean, it's, it's very rich for mining, but... I really wish they would just do it with games. There needs to be Lord of the Rings online and it needs to not suck. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> there I mean it just it seems like all these uh internet streaming services are trying to cash in on some sort of property. Um They need to have a flagship title, yeah. With Lord of the Rings in mind, there's also CBS All Access is turning to Jordan Peele to make a Twilight Zone series. Which yeah. that's cool. Nothing original. I mean, it's cool, and I like him, and I trust him, but yeah, still, but like, why does it again, have to be a remake? It's like a gimmick that they're trying to suck people into their their streaming service, like with and, TV stuff. Yeah, and I I would much rather have something original, like you said. Like the remakes are getting a little old. Nostalgia's cool and all, but there's there's got to be an end to it somewhere. You know, like, like, I'm glad we got Star Trek back, and Twilight Zone is always good, but like. At some point, that means you know all their crappy oh. shows are gonna come back too. Tales from the like, Crypt is coming back. I mean, yeah. you got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is getting another cartoon series. No, thank you. It's there's just there's so many things that I keep just fucking like okay, what we we have this now. What, what what can we do now? Next thing you know, we're gonna have like Furbies on the shelves again, and Beanie Babies are gonna be everywhere, and fucking yeah, Pogs are gonna be sold in liquor stores again. Like it's just. <laughs> digital pogs for your phone app so that you don't have to <sighs> yeah there's but yeah don't worry i have the star wars trading card no, app. i <laughs> i really wish that they would not do more ninja turtles i just i'm bitter but they need I'm, to let that go i want them to <laughs> like, keep doing more original stuff look orville got greenlit for season two i'm yeah. super stoked about that because yes orville is a knockoff of star trek but it's its own entity like orville is a really cool show and it's it is and it's a really fun show to watch so i'm really excited for a show that's original like that to get extended to get another season or another show called uh uh, people of earth it's on tbs hilarious dry comedy sort of show about people getting abducted by aliens as you can see i watch a lot of space shows as well (laughs) but um it's a it's another show that's got you know just finished up its second season i think and it's got another season on the way like there's all this original content out there that's really fucking good. Why would you keep trying to remake something? Because everyone's just going to judge it anyway. They're just going to like compare it to the original stuff and disregard everything that, that gets made for it. 
you know? It's because of the size of properties of this nature. They need something that they know they can make money on. So sure. it gets generalized and blanded apart to the point where it's like, okay, you know, 90% of people can consume this and not hate it, so well, that's good enough for us. And And people are lazy as fuck and don't want to seek out their own media. They're just looking for something that they recognize that they can watch real quick. Yeah. I still maintain, we talked about it uh, fairly recently within the last month or two, but all the best TV right now is on Hulu and Netflix and Amazon and everywhere sure. that has their own original stuff. For sure. For, in my opinion. Uh, I'm interested to check out The Gifted because you kind of sold me on that one. So I'd be interested to see if that's doing well as well. But other than that, everything else that I see commercials for on TV when I'm watching football on Sundays, I hate. Yeah. Like, CSI I Miami. Watch, <sighs> I don't want to watch anything on CBS, actual CBS, at nope. all, at all. Um, I'd be interested to watch Ghosted. I know that that's on uh, Hulu as well, so I'll probably check that out because I love Adam Scott and I love Craig Robinson. Oh, um, yes, that show. Okay. Orville. Yeah, Orville I'm definitely into. We really like the first few episodes of that. Other than that, but again, we can watch Orville on Hulu. Right. So, like, and you can watch The Gifted on Hulu. Yeah, I don't want to see Young Sheldon, and I don't want to see CSI, and I don't want to see NCIS, and I don't need to see the newest Law and Order. If it nope. doesn't have Jack McCoy, it's not Law and Order, and I don't care about it. <laughs> like, there, I, there's just a lot of things I don't want care about on TV. <laughs> I would agree with that, and like you said, like we were talking about before, there's a new a new wave of of uh, streaming coming out. There's a whole new horizon that we could watch things on, you know, like there's just so much shit that TV is going to be gone soon. I have a feeling yeah. that cable, I mean, did you see today there was a, uh, all the Xfinity cable boxes are like out. They're down right now or they were earlier. They, they were down oh. for like six hours for whatever reason. And it's across America. Nice. I'm glad that didn't happen to me. I don't know how it didn't, but I must've either been asleep or not using my <laughs> computer at the time. But Maybe. I'm really glad. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I have, I have the, I have the competitor. So I was pretty ah. excited about, about that to hear Cause I switched, you know, I was like, yeah, fuck these guys. Blah. And now I'm like, yeah, yeah, I made the right decision. So it's good to know that, but there's, yeah. And there's just that sort of shit that it's going to, piss off the masses and they're gonna be like well this happens all the fucking time we're done we're just gonna cancel you and just get get internet and stream our shit you know oh that's, yeah that's all we really need nowadays anyway is a good internet streamer or an internet service and then that's it you just pay the 50 bucks a month for all the tv you want basically yeah it's so, pretty cool i agree um i think let's see we'll talk about uh th oh things coming out i guess um november not the biggest list of movies coming out we didn't have a lot of movie news really in this section so i figured i'd just add that uh, a couple days ago a bad mom's christmas came out i'm really excited for bad mom's christmas so that i i heard really good things about the first one i'd never saw it but i know that a lot of it people was a well done movie one, so. like even at so as a guy <laughs> Uh, I really liked it, and it was really funny. I love to I'll plus to Mila Kunis. Sure. Like, who cares? Mila Kunis. Um, and you got Thor that just came out. Friday. Really excited to see that. Uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things about that movie, so I will be seeing that next week, and hopefully next week we can have a little bit of a review. Um, oh, yeah. Then we got, oh, man, Daddy's Home Two is coming up this month. Yeah. Will Ferrell, just stop. Another, just stop, please, just stop. <laughs> 
Um, but a movie that I'm really interested in that Me too. doesn't get a lot of like press is Murder on the Orient Express. So excited. It looks so good. It has Johnny Depp and Daisy Ridley and uh, fucking drawing a blank. <laughs> Isn't J.K. Simmons in this too? It has a lot of people in it. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. And it, it's a it's a remake, I believe, of an old Yeah, but it's a but it's a classy remake. Or something. Don't quote me on any uh, of that it's stuff. A, it's a play. Um, yes, there it is. I believe. But it, uh, I, yeah, I'm really excited. It it looks to have that aesthetic of like Clue, the old Clue movie. Yeah, you know, like just a cool, fun murder mystery on a train where everybody yeah. is deliciously evil and right. devious. And <laughs> man, this is this is that one movie. There's always like one or two movies out of the year that aren't superhero or Star Wars or fantasy movies that I'll go see. You know, and this is that definitely just looks one really of those fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, um. Of course, it's going to be one of those movies that once you see it once, you probably won't ever want to see it again because you'll know what happens. But still, like, I think it's going to be mm. really good. I think those movies are really fun to watch once and then wait a couple years and get really drunk and then watch it again. <laughs> and just kind of, you can kind of like reminisce and pick up on the little clues. Well, it's, stuff, yeah, it's like, almost like watching it for, again for the first time. Sure. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do a, a little review on that as well this month because that's something I'll probably see opening night. Maybe well, we'll see. Um, but then the the final movie coming out this month that, I mean, whatever, Justice League comes out. Okay, November can 17th. we talk about this just for a second though? Like, yeah. why why is Corbin so defensive of Justice League, and and why is he so accepting of Brochad <laughs> Aquaman? Like, I love, I love the actor playing Aquaman. I mean, he's Cal Drogo. To me, he'll always be Cal Drogo. My man. He's a badass looking dude, man, and he's a good actor. He really is. But like, yeah, come on. Why is he a bro chad? Why is he saying my man and that's awesome and like yeah. total score and you know, like all that dumb crap that he says in the trailer, like, why? Why? And Corbin is arguing with me. He's like, because they're trying to make it more modern and it's like, Oh yeah, we need to modernize the Prince of Atlantis. Like that's that's I think, what we need. We need him to be more realistic. I think him saying that without, I think he's saying that they need to modernize the hate for Aquaman without saying that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they they need me to have a reason to hate him other than he's a fish superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. Like like back at the back of the day, they were like Aquaman. Fuck this guy. What he just talks to fish. Okay, he's he's the joke of the DC the- universe. Now he's just a bro, Chad. Right, and that's, hate that's the, the man, <laughs> not the concept. Yes, gotcha. Exactly. Okay, that's possible. Maybe that's what they're going for. I think that's what he's it saying just, without saying it. <laughs> it feels the movie looks and feels terribly slapdash and thrown together at the last oh, it's, minute. It's gonna be so bad. I, I mean, <laughs> I really hope it's not. I hope I go see it and I'm pleasantly surprised and made to look like an idiot, and it's great. Yeah. I really hope that happens. But me too. I have a feeling it won't. No. So. You know, if it does, I'll I'll own up to it, but I don't think it will. (laughs) No, there's not unless they do some sort of reboot of this entire fucking universe. Unless what's his name? Uh, The villain in this one. What's his fucking name? With the Omega rays, Uh, Dark Side. Unless Dark Side comes down and like kills everyone, and the Flash has to go back in time and like do some sort of Flashpoint shit that resets the entire DC universe, I won't be happy with this movie. (laughs) 
I mean, it seems like they might get ready to do that and then do Crisis on Infinite Earths or whatever. But I mean, I just whatever. I I'll watch it just so that I can find out what's in it. But I'm not super hopeful. I guess I'm not optimistic. No. Is the word I'm looking for? Look, man. Looking at Justice League, when you have movies like Thor and The Last Jedi and Black Panther and Avengers, like I know that that sounds like I'm a Marvel fanboy. I mean, I am a Marvel fanboy, <laughs> but like, it's hard to to look at Justice League with with any sort of hope because of all those other movies that are just going to be so much better, you know? Yeah, it's really hard. I I will still yeah. see it. I'll still like I I still went and saw Batman v Superman, even though I knew it was gonna be terrible. I still saw it twice. I went and saw that fucking movie, <laughs> and twice I was disappointed. And then I saw the extended I mean, edition, and it was even more disappointed. Of the so. country, so yeah. Um, so hopefully, like you said, hopefully we're pleasantly surprised with Justice League, but we will find out here in the next few weeks. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, for everyone that uh, everyone that's broke that you know doesn't get to go see too many movies all the time like me and jesse we got to really pick and choose what we're doing for me winter time is when i go see the most movies and summertime is when i go see the most concerts and like kind of fall and, and spring is when i kind of play the most video games i feel like so i have, a, I have a, a year kind of spread out and now it's getting to that time where i go see a bunch of movies um but for november on netflix there's a bunch of cool shit coming out. Um, first of all, we have... God, come on, hurry up, load. So November 1st, um, we already had all these movies. What was this? What did it say? Six, so five days ago from this recording, um, you had, let's see, movies such as Chappie, which was surprisingly good. Men in Black, can't go wrong with that. Scary Movie, Silent Hill. Um, Pursuit of Happiness, which was really good. Whole Nine Yards. Uh, Undercover Grandpa, which, okay. Um, then you have, let's see, no, November, God, I'm just I'm trying to get out of here. November 7th, you have more stuff coming out um, as far as, like, Netflix original things. Um, it seems like Netflix originals come out every two weeks or so. And the one thing that I'm looking forward to the most this month for Netflix is The Punisher. Ooh. Um, which was supposed to come out in October, but then the Las Vegas shooting happened and they postponed it. Ah, and so makes sense. No, yeah, so now it's coming out. It looks like November 17th is the day where everything good comes out. Um, that's not just movies that you'd want to go watch again, like Men in Black. <laughs> and they want you to stay home and not go see Justice League. Oh, man, I, I love it. I love that slap in the face, like... <laughs> Man, we were going to release The Punisher, but then, you know, we we thought America couldn't really handle it because there's a lot of guns. So, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just put it out on the same day that Justice League comes out. <laughs> oh, it's just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. Yeah. Just a coincidence. Just like, uh, just like how they moved Episode 9 from May to a week after Wonder Woman 2 comes out. Just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when's that come out? Yeah, put a Star Wars there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that sucks. Um, but yeah, Punisher comes out on November 17th. And if if this series is anything like all the other Marvel series that have been out for on Netflix, I'm 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 there. I'm stoked. So, oh, definitely. They they need to kind of get the Punisher back to form, I think, from that last movie that they had. I wasn't a big fan of that. 
I liked the first movie, but not the sequel so much. Not the biggest <laughs> fan. So, um, other than that, I, I really want to watch Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. It is a... Um, uh, it's a it's a movie about Jim Carrey and Andy Kaufman. When, oh, from when, when he was making Man in the Moon. Exactly. So it's very cool. That's that dude is weird as fuck now, Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, and he's I'm, gone. I'm really excited to see like how quote unquote woke AF he is. Because <laughs> I heard that he's woke AF. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than those few things, I mean, there's there's obviously always something new coming out on Netflix. Um. You can just go to Google and search Netflix releases November 2017 and you'll find everything that you want. Um, as for us, we'll be looking forward to The Punisher, Jim and Andy. And uh, fuck it. She's got to have it. That sounds good. Why not? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know us. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think I think that's going to be about it for us. Um, I, I was going to do a little music review, but I, I'm just going to write that down. It's a little bit easier to write down a music review than it is to talk about it, especially with but my... But definitely make sure to know, check out Poets and Wolves' new EP, To the Moon. It's on Spotify now, so definitely yes. go check that out. Um, and speaking of that, next week is going to be our next Living Room Sessions featuring Poets and Wolves talking about their new EP, um, possibly playing a song or two off of that new EP. So Hey-ya. that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about that. We'll have to, I'll have to relay that question about Aquaman to Corbin next week. No, and he knows he's see. wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if it, if it's a question asked to him in front of his entire band. <laughs> right. No, I'm interested to hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely interested. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, definitely tune in for that. We'll we'll have it up probably by next Tuesday. I'm, I'm trying to have episodes up every Tuesday for Twist My Arms. So. Um, as always, thanks everyone again so much for listening to the show, uh, going to our YouTube and checking out the videos. Thanks for sending us little messages and, and just, just being there, being, being all friends. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, if you have any feedback or if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about, or if you have any ideas for the show, or if you're in a band and you would like to be on the show, either live in an interview for the living room sessions or just to to play an mp3 during one of the breaks um you can email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com and i think that's about it i'm uh i'm josh and i'm on twitter at jesse bailey and we are the twist my arm podcast and we will talk at you next week (laughs) 